Or you can click the live prayer button and one of our service hosts would be happy to get connected with you this way. <laughs> or on the Facebook post. Or you can click on the live... On the live prayer button. We live prayer here at Christ Community. We're in the warehouse trying to get the word out. Looking out here, I'm small like a mini mouse. Thanks for joining us for service this weekend. I'm Andy. And I'm Caleb. We are to... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm Caleb. <laughs>
sometimes it feels like when we're staring at a screen that we're not a community of believers. But God, we are, no matter where we are. We are together as sisters and brothers, a community. And no matter where we are, God, we can hear your voice. Sweet as it is, you lead us, you prompt us. You speak to us in ways that sometimes we're not ready for. But God, we want you to get us ready to hear your voice. We want to be listening to you, open to you. So in these next few moments as we hear from your word, God, open our ears and open our hearts to hear that voice. Welcome back. And for those of you that are just now tuning in, I'm Andy. And I'm Caleb. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Part of Christ Community's DNA is sending and supporting missions all around this world to live out our mission of restoring our broken world through the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can join with us in this and worship through your giving. We invite you to take this opportunity to click on the Give link on your screen. And as always, we are grateful for your generosity. If you're new to joining us, thank you for tuning in to our online church experience today. We're thrilled to welcome you to our church, and we invite you to take this moment to fill out our online connection card. It is a great way for us to help get you connected here at CCC. You can find this by clicking on the connect link on your screen or on the Facebook post. Or you can click on the live prayer button and one of our service hosts would be happy to get connected with you this way too. We are continuing to pray for each of you and we would love to join with you in lifting up your specific needs and praises. We can be confident that God hears us when we come before him. If you would like prayer at any time during our service, our hosts are available on our streaming service through the live prayer feature. There are also many opportunities to receive prayer throughout the week, too. You can check these out in the prayer section of our website. Thanks again for tuning in to Christ Community Church Online. Now here's the message from Daryl. Hey, Christ Community Online Church, I'm so glad that you're with us this weekend. It's the last weekend of August, which means uh, students are going back to school in one way or another in this coming week, and I know many of you are administrators and teachers and involved in a lot of different ways. So as we launch into our time together, I'd like to pray for you, pray for us as we go back to school. Will you please bow your head and close your eyes with me? So Heavenly Father, thank you um, for education. Thank you for educators, for administrators. I pray your grace and your blessing on our community as our kids head back to school uh, in various ways over these next few days. I pray for our kids that you would give them your peace and your comfort. I pray for all of us that you would remind us that you are over and above all these things that are going on right now that are out of our control. They're not out of yours and that you are with us through this. I pray that we would have the peace that comes from knowing that you're with us, Heavenly Father. And I pray that you would help us love people well, uh, to love each other well, to love this community well as we move forward in uncertain times. 
And Jesus, this is all this all comes to us through your hands. So we thank you and we pray these things in your name. Amen. So a man was at his doctor and he told the doctor, he said, Hey, doc, I don't think my wife hears as well as she used to. What should I do with that? And uh, the doc said, Well, if you want to check and see, here's a little test that you can give to her. Um, next time that you're out, just move a little ways away from her and say something to her. And if she responds, then you'll know. And if she doesn't respond, move a little closer and try again. So as the man and his wife were on their evening walk, he fell back about 15 feet behind her. And he just said in a normal voice, he said, honey, would you like to go out for ice cream? And she didn't say anything. And so he moved to about 10 feet behind her and asked her again, honey, would you like to go out for some ice cream? And she didn't say anything, and so he moved with five feet, same question, no response. And finally, he got up beside her, and he said, Honey, would you like to go have some ice cream? And she looked over at him, and she said, For the fourth time, yes, just take me out for ice cream. So we're going to be talking today about listening to God. And it's human nature that when we don't hear something that we think someone isn't communicating. Uh, but that isn't the case. Um, we can know for sure that God is always communicating to us. And so we're going to talk today about how you and I can hear him. This is our third week in our series on prayer, where we're talking about making prayer the first thing in our lives, about making it foundational for us, about a part of who we are, and it's where we turn first. It's part of the foundation, the fabric of our lives. And so today we're going to talk about the part of prayer that is not just talking, but is part of listening the, the definition that we have adopted in this series for, for prayer is talking with my Heavenly Father. And so we're just really trying to take prayer off of the high shelf and make it really accessible for all of us because biblically and at its root, what prayer is, is prayer is talking with our Heavenly Father. And so, so last week we, we talked about talking to and looked at some of the talking points that Jesus gave to us in Luke chapter 11. This week we're going to talk about the different ways that, that God speaks to us because we're in a personal relationship and in conversation with Him. So if I could just kind of give you a preview or a summary of what we're going to talk about. And there's just a little phrase that if you hang on to this, you've got it. Uh, it's just, it's two words. It's listen and follow. And we'll explore that in a little bit. Um, but if people are going to hear from the Lord, it's listening and following. So as we jump into this, I want to share two foundational truths with you about, about God speaking to us. And the first one is that there is no communication to or from our Heavenly Father apart from Jesus. There's no communication that happens with God apart from Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 1 Verses 1 and 2, the scripture tells us this. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets, many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son. So our Heavenly Father now makes Himself known only by and through Jesus. So apart from Jesus, there's no communication from God. There's no communication from God that's separate from Jesus, there's no communication from God that is contrary to Jesus. This is how God in these days, this is how God makes himself known, is through Jesus. The Bible points us to Jesus. Uh, everything in the scriptures points to him. God the Holy Spirit, who's part of our prayer life and lives inside of us, he glorifies Jesus. And so we hang on to this truth that there's no communication to or from our Father apart from Jesus. Prayer is really, it's really communication with our triune God, and we're, we're putting all of that under the heading of prayer is talking with our Heavenly Father. So the first, the first truth is no communication from God apart from Jesus. The second is this. If you are willing to listen and follow, your Heavenly Father will speak to you. If you're willing to listen and follow, your Heavenly Father will speak to you. Um, if you're asking God to add his plan or his ideas to the other options that you're considering so that you could make your decision, I don't think the Lord speaks into our lives when we're just asking him to be one of many voices that we're considering. But if you are willing to listen and follow, 
your heavenly father is going to be speaking to you. And so I'm really encouraged by that. I want to show you, this is one of our main verses for today. John chapter 10, verse 27. Um, this is Jesus speaking here, and it's one of, it's one of the most famous chapters, Jesus' conversations, because he identifies himself as a shepherd for us. He says, I am the good shepherd. And in John chapter 10, verse 27, what he says about himself and about we as his people, he said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. If you pick up our two words in there, they listen and they follow. Back in Jesus's day, a lot of shepherds kept their sheep in communal pens. Not everybody had their own little piece of ground or their own sheep pen. And so they would, they would join them all together and they would pen sheep together. And so in the morning, when it was time to take the sheep out for their day, um, they didn't have to have some sort of like a cattle roundup where they cut certain brands of sheep out. Or, that what they did was that the shepherd would come to the gate of the sheepfold and he would call his sheep. And his sheep knew his voice, and so they would come out of the sheepfold and they would follow him. And if he was taking his sheep out to the pasture where he was going to be pasturing them that day and they came across another flock, he would continue to talk to his sheep so that his sheep could hear his voice and continue to follow after him. And so the sheep were listening for his voice and following, and the shepherd was communicating. And it's kind of this, this hand in glove where the shepherd is speaking and the sheep are listening and following that got them to the place that the shepherd wanted them to go, where he would care for them and love them during the day. But the sheep never lacked for direction. They weren't confused about where they were supposed to go or what they were supposed to do because they were hearing and listening to the shepherd's voice. And so if we'll just hold those two foundational truths um, right here, if we'll just hold on to those things, I want to share with you um, five different ways, real quickly, that your Heavenly Father will communicate with you. Okay, so the first way that your Heavenly Father communicates with you is through the Bible. The Bible is the Word of God. It's His Word to us. The, the Bible claims to be God breathed, like God exhaled His Word to us for the purpose of us breathing it in. And it reveals to us God Himself. It reveals His heart, His desire, His purposes, His plan for our lives. And as we listen to and learn what He has said and is saying through His Word, we find ourselves, as the Scripture says, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I'm going to be pretty bold here and just say to you that if you aren't engaging with the Bible, if you aren't engaging with God's Word, then you're not hearing from your Heavenly Father. It's the primary way He speaks to us. This is, it's black and white. It is concrete. Um, and it is the standard by which all other ways that He communicates, we get measured. It's what we test. Other ways that we hear from the Lord. And so if you're not engaging with God's Word then you're probably not hearing him speak. And there's a synonym that I really like for the word engaging. I'm using that word engaging on purpose. Another word is participating. And so when I say engaging or participating with the Bible, I'm not saying that you have to be a Bible scholar. I'm not saying that you have to be an expert in these things. I'm not saying that you have to read for hours and hours and hours. But what I am saying is that God speaks to us through his word. And you need to participate and engage with his word, reading with a soft heart, reading with an active mind, listening for what God has said to his people and what he is saying to you through his word. And so this is the first and the primary way that God communicates to us is through the Bible. And again, it's concrete and it's objective. And those of us who believe that the Bible is God's word will point to words on the page and say, this is what God has said. And it's, it's important for us in this relationship with God to be able to say there is concrete and objective truth that he has communicated to us as his people and that he is communicating to me as, as one of his children. But we also have a relationship with God. And in every relationship, there is. There is concrete and there is objective communication. But there is also a little more subjective communication. And so you're in a real relationship. If you're a believer in Jesus, you're in a real relationship with God. And so he doesn't just communicate with you through 
concrete, objective, His Word. He also, the Bible tells us, there are some ways that He communicates with us that are a little more subjective and a little more personal to us. Because the Scripture doesn't speak into every detail of your and my life. It just doesn't cover that much scope where everything I need to know from God for my life is, is somehow written down in here. And so I need to be in a personal relationship with Him, listening to how He communicates to me in other ways. And so I want to share with you those other ways that I'm aware of from His Word and from my own experience. Um, the second way, so first is the Bible. The second is God's Spirit communicates to my spirit. And He does that for you. His Spirit communicates to your spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verse 16, this is incredibly interesting to me. Um, the Bible tells us that God's Spirit testifies to our spirits that we are children of God. Now, it's written down in the scriptures a number of places that people who believe in Jesus are children of God. It's there. It's in black and white. But that's something that's so important to you and to me to know and realize. God wants us to know. Our Heavenly Father wants us to know and to realize that we're His children. He wants us to realize that so much that it's not that it's just written down in the scripture, but that it is also His Spirit testifies to our spirits that we are the children of God. So in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, just a few pages from that, that verse we were talking about, about being sheep and listening and following. I mean, John chapter 14, Jesus told us that when he returned back to heaven after his resurrection, he was going to send the Holy Spirit, who would be our counselor, who would be our guide, who would be our encourager and our helper. And what the Holy Spirit does is he takes the things that belongs to God and communicates those things to the children of God. Just a couple of examples of that for you. Um, in 2006, 2007, I've shared this part with you a little bit before, but my mom was really sick with ovarian cancer. And some friends of hers, lifelong friends from out of state, came to visit her. And they were Christian friends, so they were doing a Bible study together. And kind of the plan of their Bible study is they were each taking a section of the scriptures. It was Psalm 32. And they were working through that individually and kind of listening to what the Lord was saying um, to them through that scripture. And then they were going to come back together and just share what the Lord had said to them. So in Psalm 32, verse 7, the psalmist says this to the Lord. He says, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. And then in verse 8, the Lord responds back to the psalmist and says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. And when my mom shared with her friends what she had heard the Lord say in those verses, what she had heard from her Heavenly Father was that her cancer was the way that He had for her to go and that that was going to be the end of her earthly life and what He was going to use to bring her to heaven. She told her friends that that day. She didn't tell it to me until later. And I still don't like the journey that the Lord had for my mom in all of that. But I'm really thankful that God's Spirit told my mom's spirit the things that belong to the Lord that she needed to know. A little happier story for me. Um, my friends David and Julie, they couldn't have kids. They adopted two children and they had a happy family and uh, one season toward the end of the year and Julie was, was just kind of praying about what God had for her in the next year. And she, she heard the Lord tell her that, that if she would fast and pray, he would give her a biological child. And so she shared that with her husband and they agreed together to fast and pray in that coming year and ask God for a biological child. And a few months after they began to pray, they actually sold their SUV that only had room for two car seats and bought a minivan that would have room for three or more car seats just as an act of faith of what God was going to do for them. And I believe they prayed for a year and they drove that new minivan for about six months before Julie found out that she was pregnant. And they named their little baby Harper Jane, which means an instrument of praise to the Lord. It was the Spirit of God that was communicating to Julie and David's spirit things that belonged to God that he had for them. And, and God doesn't tell every person who's sick what, what he has for them in days ahead. 
in their sickness, and he doesn't offer every childless couple a, you know, a chance, the same thing that he did for David and Julie. But we all can have the opportunity and the experience for God's Spirit to communicate with our spirit the things that belong to him that he has for us. So the Lord speaks to us through the Bible, objective, concrete, gets a little more subjective when his spirit is talking to our spirit. There's a third way that the Lord speaks to us, and that's through other Christians, through other Christian people. Sometimes it's from a sermon or teaching, kind of like what we're doing right now. Um, You're honoring the Lord by being present in this moment and listening to what's going on, and and you'll hear me say some words, but you know that those come from the Lord for you. And so sometimes God speaks to us through other Christian people in formal ways like this. Sometimes, sometimes God will speak to you through another Christian who, who feels like God has said something to them that they need to share with you. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. Sometimes people will say, hey, I have a word for you, or I have a word from the Lord for you. Sometimes they'll just say, hey, I feel like I'm supposed to tell you this. And they will say something to you. And the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, 1 Peter 4, make it clear to us that this kind of thing is real and it's legitimate, it's, but it's still subjective. And so it's God speaking through other people. So we listen to what other people have to say and we weigh that. And sometimes it's, it's, not, what, it's not from the Lord's, but sometimes the Lord speaks to us through other people that way. And it's just a grace and blessing to the person who receives what God has to say. And it's also grace and blessing to the person who gets to speak on behalf of the Lord. And so it's really this, this really neat uh, transaction that happens between two people who are following Jesus together. Another way that God speaks to us through other Christians, something that I would call maybe um, iron sharpening iron. It's where um, one of us kind of leans into somebody else. And a few weeks ago, I was talking with one of my friends who's here in Rochester and I was just telling him how tired I was of Zoom calls and how I had kind of bailed on optional Zoom calls, especially for work and ministry. And, and he just kind of pushed back on me about that a little bit. And he was gentle and he was kind and he wasn't, he wasn't in any way condemning or critical of me, but he just kind of pushed back on that decision that I had made. And as I was listening to Tierra talk about this, I knew that it wasn't just Tierra talking to me. I knew it was my Heavenly Father kind of pushing me a little bit about how I had let my exhaustion with Zoom calls kind of move me away for some, from some things that my father thought were really important. So if you and I have been on a Zoom call together in the last few weeks, it's because God spoke to me through another Christian person. There's a fourth way that God speaks to us, um, and that's through our circumstances and through our intuition. You've heard the little story about uh, the man who was caught in a flood. He was on top of his house and the water was rising and and a guy in a canoe went past and said, hey, do you want to ride? And he said, no, I'm fine. The Lord's going to save me. And a family in a pontoon boat, as the water continues to get higher, a family on a pontoon comes by and says, hey, well, you can ride with us. He said, no, I'm fine. The Lord will help me. And the water was getting close and the National Guard helicopter dropped a line down to him and said, grab hold. And he said, no, the Lord will save me. And the waters just swept him away. And he got to heaven and he looked at the Lord and he said, I thought you would save me. And the Lord said, hey, I sent you a canoe, a pontoon boat, and a helicopter. Right? So sometimes, sometimes God speaks to us in our circumstances and in ways that feel very natural, normal, and human as opposed to maybe some ways that would feel more supernatural or miraculous. And, and if you're facing circumstances or you have something going on in your intuition or your gut, that can be the Lord. And so I just have this little, I have three or four questions that um, I've just kind of developed over time. Um, I would connect this, these questions and also this idea of circumstances and intuition to one of the things the Apostle Paul talked about in Scripture, he talked about it in 1 Corinthians 16, 2 Corinthians 2, Colossians 4. He talks about open doors for effective ministry and about, about doors being open for him, about walking through doors, about knowing which doors were open. And so if you think of circumstances and intuition, just be thinking about like what doors are open. And so 
some of the questions that I just kind of ask is, you know, one of, if I'm in hard circumstances or something's hard for me, I'll ask, why is this hard? You know, is it, is it hard just because it's hard? Because some things are just hard and we have to press through. But some things are hard because the Lord has either closed the door or He's standing in our way. He doesn't want us to go that direction. And so if, if something seems inordinately difficult, it, it's good to stop and just kind of ask, why is this so hard right now? Is God speaking to me in these circumstances? Another question that I'll ask sometimes is, why does this hurt? If I find something to be painful, something's going on in a relationship, some, why does this hurt? Is the Lord speaking to me in pain? Pain is one of the main things that God uses to get our attention and to, and to communicate with us and to help us. And so um, I always think of the Apostle Paul when the Lord, right before the Lord called him, um, one of the things that God said to him is in a moment of that was intensely difficult for the Apostle Paul, God says, it's hard for you to, to push against me. He uses the words kick against the goads, but it's hard for you to push against me. So, so why does this hurt so much? Is the Lord saying something in the pain that I'm experiencing in this moment? Another question I'll ask myself is, why am I excited about this? Sometimes things will pop up in our lives and just make me really excited to, to enjoy it or to go after it or to work towards it. And it, like, is that the Lord stirring something up in me that I'm really excited to go get? Why am I so excited about this thing? And just to see if the Lord's speaking to me in that. Why does this have traction? You know, traction is one of the words that I use, especially in our church ministry, looking at trying to discern where is God working? Like, are we seeing places where His favor and His blessing are? Does this have traction? And is God working here? And should we join Him in that? And in all of that, again, it's a little bit subjective. And so the test that, that not just I, but other like, wise Christian leaders have taught me, and I've applied it and found it to be true, is to follow the peace. If you're making decisions, you can't hear from the Lord, but you've got circumstances and kind of intuition is to follow the peace. Don't make decisions that lead to internal frustration or internal turmoil or frustration or turmoil with spouse or family members. Follow the peace that God gives you. And as you follow peace, you're listening to his voice. And so that, that's the fourth one is circumstances and intuition. And then this fifth one is, um, is dreams and visions. I actually debated about whether or not to mention this in the message because talking about this can be distracting um, for some of us. There are some extreme beliefs and some extreme practices connected to this and and I would argue that some of those extremes are not, they're not biblical. Um, they're not emotionally or spiritually healthy. But at the same time, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And so, you know, in the scriptures in Acts chapter 2, there's a statement of dreams and visions are one of the things that's going to happen when God pours his spirit out and on and in people. And you have instances in the Bible where different people, the Lord speaks to them through dreams and through visions, and so this is a thing, and I just wanted to kind of say it for us, and um, as I have studied this, looked at it, talked with people, like godly, wise people who actually experience God communicating to them this way, kind of where I'm landing, at least at this point where I'm landing, is that dreams and visions are, they're really about encouragement and confirmation. They're not so much, in, in these days, they're not so much about new information. Uh, they're more about God encouraging His people and confirming a call or a direction that He's placed on their life uh, through dreams and through visions. And so, just something for you to think about. And, and it's hard because if you've had a dream or if you've had a vision, what's difficult about that is it's difficult to discern whether that's a dream or a vision that comes from God or whether you've just had a really vivid dream. And so, again, I go back to the Bible is our standard for any communication from God. It is the key for understanding. And so the, the Scripture and also your Christian friends, um, if you're wondering whether or not God is communicating with you through dreams or through visions. But let me wrap all this up by taking you back to what Jesus said in John chapter 10. He said, My sheep, listen to my voice. 
I know them, and they follow me. His sheep listen. They listen with an ear towards hearing and towards understanding. He knows us, and he knows when to speak, and he knows how to communicate with us. And because we hear his voice, we follow after him. The Lord speaks. He speaks when his people are listening for his voice with their heart set on following after him. And that's my encouragement and my hope for us today is that we would listen, that we would give the Lord the time and the space to be able to speak to us and that we would follow after him where he leads. I'd love for you to listen to this song that the worship band is going to sing over you. And then when they're finished, I'll come back with our questions for reflection or discussion for this weekend. All right, so let me give you the questions for reflection or for discussion uh, for this week. I hope you enjoy having these conversations. First question is, 
If you were going for ice cream right now, if somebody's going to take you for ice cream right now, where would you want to go and what flavor would you order? So it'd be a good conversation. Maybe even the kids, if they've been good today, should get a trip to the ice cream store when this is all over with. Second question, what do you think about our definition of prayer? You just said it's, it's talking with my Heavenly Father. What do you think about that? Do you like it? What do you like about it? Is there anything about it that bothers you? Third question, which of these ways that the Lord speaks are you most comfortable or most familiar with? The ones we've talked about today. And do any of them push your comfort zone a little bit? Fourth question, are you more inclined to want God's opinion so you can decide or are you a listen and follow kind of person? And just what makes you say that about yourself? And then the last question, is there something going on in your life that you really need the Lord to speak into? I know we all have places in our lives where we need to hear His voice. And so just for you to be able to articulate that uh, to the people around you and to the Lord Himself, I think it'd be a really healthy thing. All right, so let me pray for us and uh, we'll finish our time together. Father, thank you that you are a God who speaks, that you are not distant, cold, silent. Um, you are over and above, but you are also up close and personal. Thank you for your communication to us. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the gift of your spirit. We thank you for the gift of one another. Thank you that you have, Jesus, you haven't left us to wander and try to find our own way. And we, we really appreciate that you have declared yourself to be our shepherd, that you, that you speak to us, that you know us. And in all that, we feel very safe and very secure to listen and follow after you. So we're really grateful today, and we pray these things, Jesus, in your name. Amen. May God bless you guys. It's been great to be with you. Have a great week. Thanks so much for joining us today for service. If you know of any needs in our church or in our community, please reach out because we want to help. You can do this by contacting the church office or by going to the service opportunity tool on our website. We'll work with you to figure out how CCC can help. Thank you for choosing Christ Community Online for your church experience today. See you next time.